Of course it's bullshit. Whoever said that? Who said that? Somebody who wants rock and roll to be dead, you know. Some some asshole with a magazine (laughs) or on TV, maybe. You know, who who doesn't like rock and roll? You know, hey, rock and roll is dead. They said that in 1957. Yeah, they were wrong then too. No, but I, I never even I never heard it and I never read it and I never had anyone say that. It's just it a somewhere. saying, I think. I never heard anybody. Have you heard? Do you know who said that? Who said that? President I Bush. Read or, that every I don't know. Six months in every magazine. Rock and roll's dead. I never even seen it in print. That rock and roll is dead. I heard it two years ago in the magazine. Yeah. yeah? Rock and roll is dead. But it must be only one time. Was that a magazine for, about Britney Spears? And yeah, probably. Yeah, Christina it was. Aguilera or something. <laughs> one of them pop magazines. <laughs> Good evening. And welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. That, of course, is an interview with the late... Today's his birthday. Yeah, everyone's saying Merry Christmas, but I'm saying Merry Metal fucking Christmas because it's Lemmy's birthday. And Lemmy was the god of metal, okay? Born Ian Fraser Kilmeister, December 24th, 1945. In Stratfordshire, England. This this man was a true, true original. There was nobody else like him. He sang like nobody else. He played the bass. He played that Rickenbacker bass. And he had that voice. Nobody, Nobody spoke like Lemmy. Maybe Ozzy could come the closest. Um, in terms of how they spoke and and he was and he was a lover of music he was a musicologist and today we celebrate him he would have been 76 years old and in rock and roll that's that's pretty old he died in 2015 at the age of 70 and he had he didn't, I, you know, people ask him, well, with all your health problems, do you regret? Uh, no, I don't regret nothing. <sighs> what, what a maverick. I love this, this meme that someone put together, and so I posted it. On December 24th, 1945, in Stratfordshire, England, a child was born. They swaddled him in black leather, and they lay him upon the bar. Three wise men came bearing Jack Daniels. Marlboros and a bass guitar. They named him Lemmy, and he became a god. Oh, yeah. <laughs> From Ace of Spades to The Thrills in the Catch, to Dr. Rock, to one of my personal favorites, Hellraiser, which Ozzy Osbourne also did. You know, they worked together many, many times. Lemmy wrote some of Mama, I'm Coming Home, with Ozzy and they both did Hellraiser so and there's a really great duet of them 30 years later out where they're both doing Hellraiser but Lemmy Lemmy was also he was in movies I think he was in Mallrats um there was not nobody else like him he really wore his heart on his sleeve but in a metal type of way he loved music he was a roadie for Jimi Hendrix and you know 
went on to form a band called Hawkwind, a space rock band, and then was kicked out of that. And here we are, Motorhead, which lasted until his death in 2015. I have a few regrets in life, and one of them is not seeing him in concert. Because I've heard from many people, Lemmy really put on a show. Motorhead really put on a show. They were an amazing band. They were loud. Oh, they were loud. And so while we all sit around the campfire or the tree and open Christmas gifts, make sure that Motorhead is playing in the background, okay? To honor thy God, Lemmy. What a what a way what a way to be honored he was the only you know static member in Motorhead the entire time people would come and they would go he would make them come and go but Lemmy really I, I, I like when we just we have these interviews of Lemmy just telling it like it is and here's Lemmy Telling it like it is about Randy Rhodes, a blizzard of eyes. Got into Black Sabbath when I was in England, right? And then Ozzy came out with this great first album, you know. It really was. And we got to see him play at least half of it every night, you know. It was really good. It was a really good tour. And Randy Rhodes, although being a wonderful guitar player, could not play asteroids for shit. I beat him right across this country. From East Coast to West and back. Randy was, like, just brilliant, you know. I mean, of course, he got better after he died, you know, because every, everybody does, you know. <laughs> like, but uh, I loved Randy, yeah. He took risks. He wasn't scared, you know. I mean, he knew his instrument, you know, so he'd just go for it. That's what I used to like about him. And you could, like, Ozzy used to throw him around, throw him up on his shoulder while he was playing, and I never missed a note. But I don't understand racism, you know. I never understood it. I can't understand the fact you could hate somebody from half a mile away and never even speak to him and hate him. You know, that's so dumb, you know. I mean, you know, there's black and white and Japanese and whatever There are always plenty of assholes. But until you speak to people, you never know which they are, you know, good guy or an and you give them that chance, you know. Oh, that's the only thing I'm prejudiced against is our you know. That's Lemmy talking about racism, how he didn't put up with it, and he loved everybody. But he also knew when the uh, bad music. He he talked about that in the documentary. There's a really great documentary called Lemmy. Hey, man, hey, and what? what do you mean? And I said, let's. Here's him and his son telling stories. And then I think after that, you know, endeavors were made to introduce us to each other. Ah. You know, I didn't want to live with his mother, you see? Because it was only, like, a casual sex, really, you know? But, I, I mean, I, I love Paul. I mean, I like Tracy. She's, she's great. And she did a really good job bringing him up, you know, up to a point. And he's, he's turned out to be a really clever kid, you know, and he's good. He's a great musician, you know? You have no idea how good he is, you know? My mum uh, knew the Beatles, right? Oh, yeah, she used to go over John Lennon, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. She, she's, uh, obviously she, trying to get to Paul McCartney through him. No, she she lost her virginity to John Lennon. Yeah, right. The story that I've been told by my mum was that um, George liked her. 
Oh. And and he would shyly, coyly look at her when she walked past the bus stop, and George yeah. would be standing there, and she and speak. She wasn't interested in in George. Right. And then um, you know, but I don't know. I mean, maybe if she had been interested in George, it would have lasted longer than with John. <laughs> no, no, no. It didn't last longer with John, did it? No. But she always talked about it. She was very smitten. So I think but she called you after Paul, not John. So, you know. Yeah, that's a strange one, isn't it? Yeah, she must have been thinking about Paul when she was with John, perhaps. Well, perhaps she called him Paul, and that's why it didn't last. Oh, I love you, I love you, Paul. <laughs> you know... I, I talked about him a year ago when I did documentary December because his documentary, these documentaries are so amazing because they're designed to not only open you up to this artist. I didn't, I, I had heard Ace of Spades, but I didn't know about the man. And I watched this documentary, Lemmy, in 2012. And I immediately wanted to know more. I thought, whoa, who is this guy? He's... He's a little scary, I mean, and it's metal, you know, it's metal, but his is a different kind of metal. It's a little bit of, of punk, it's a little bit of blues, it's early rock, his early rock influences, you know, like Chuck Berry and Little, oh, he loved Little Richard. He often said that Little Richard was the best vocalist of the rock genre. And to, you know, and then the fact that he was gay and he was from Mink and Georgia. And yeah, leave it to Lemmy. Leave it to Lemmy. You know what I mean? Um, but I love this intro of the documentary. This really sets the tone. Okay. We're going to play it. We're going to leave the music in. Fuck it. It's Lemmy. I love you, Lemmy. Why don't you introduce our guest? Oh, I don't know. A little guy who started off his career in the space rock band Hawkwind many years ago but you probably know him best for the close to 35 years as the only static member of a band called motorhead the image of his silhouette holding that that rickenbacker bass that alone is enough to push yours up my spine i'm of, of course talking about the man sitting right next to me musical icon lemmy uh, you romantic fool <laughs> CD is called Motorizer. Came out last year as the 24th CD for Motorhead. Amazing. Yeah, me all right. <laughs> <coughs> 35 years me... ago when you get the band started, do you think you'd be 25 albums in? You don't think like that. You think two years. You know, I mean, you just want to play with a couple of guys. You know, that's all it is. 
and then it goes on and on. And on. <laughs> yeah. Is it true that over 2,000 women you betted? No, that was actually the magazine printed that. I said 1,000. Yeah, that's still pretty impressive. Not really. I've never been married, and I've been, you know, I'm, I'm 63. Yeah. Work it out, it's not many a year. <laughs> I yeah. like how he thinks. Let's go to calls. Jason's calling from Canada. Lenny, it's an honor to be talking to you, a true legend. And uh, two quick questions for you. Basically, I'd like to know what are your musical influences today? And the other question is, is a favorite place to play a gig? Well, I don't really mind where we play as long as they go hooray, you know? I think it's cool that you're still rocking today. Keep up the good work. Well, I will. Because don't forget, I'm not qualified to do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> The other question was, uh, what are your uh, musical influences? Yeah, <laughs> he the, that one. your influences are the same. You know, when you're my age, is when you were 20. The first things you hear that really knock you out stick with you. You know, you're never going to hear any music better than that. So it was Little Richard, The Beatles, Elvis. You know, all like all like good old stuff. You know. Where were you, Lemmy, when you heard that stuff? Well, the first time I saw The Beatles, they hadn't made a record yet. You saw them? I saw them at the cabin in Liverpool, yeah. What was that like? It was, it was magic, like they were magic, you know. Did you think, oh my God, this is going to be the greatest rock band of all time, or this yeah, is Yeah, kind of, I did. Because, like, we used to get these girls would come down. I lived in this holiday resort place in North Wales, and you get these girls from Liverpool who come down. And every year it was this singer called Billy Fury. They were all crazy about him, and then one year it all changed. It was this Beatles thing, you know. So we hitchhiked up to Liverpool and see what they were like, and they were monstrous. They were, like, perfect, you know. Everybody thinks the Stones were the hard men and the Beatles were the sissies, and it's really opposite. The Beatles were from Liverpool and the Stones were from the London suburbs, you know. Going to art school and shit, you know, so, like, it wasn't that way at all. So, let's pull away. Of course, Damage Case is playing, so let's give that a copyright, 1976, 77. I love Damage Case. That's really what got me in a motorhead. I'd heard Ace of Spades, but hearing that song went, oh, shit. I want to give a shout out to a metal guy whom I talk to often from Canada um, and the LNC. You know, we love metal. And a year ago, I, I asked George Strombolopoulos, who's a really great guy, good friend. Um, I asked him, what was Lemmy like? And he said how it was early in the morning they were going to do an interview. And I think Lemmy got out some Jack and Coke and said, would you like some? And he's like, oh, no, I don't want, you know, I'm no thank you. And he says, and I think Lemmy said something else, you know, I'm offering it to you. I didn't ask if you didn't want it. I'm offering it to you. I think I, I could be wrong. I could be right. Oh, Lemmy, Lemmy. The one that got away because I never got to see him. But I remember George talking about seeing Motorhead live and he says, oh, damn, they were good. They were good. There was a magic to Motorhead. Their sound. I, I listened to all of the albums. All of the albums sound great. There really isn't a bad album that Motorhead did. They really, they really gave it their all. And this documentary that I'm referencing came out in, I believe, 2010, 2011. And then they started playing it on TV, you know, VH1 and all that. 
DirecTV, and I started to watch it, and I thought, whoa, okay, all right, yeah, 2010. <sighs> this is a really great documentary. In fact, I have a shirt with Lemmy, and it says, Lemmy, 49% motherfucker, 51% son of a bitch. Directed by Greg Ole... Because I follow them on Facebook, so let's make sure we get the names right. Wes Orshawski. Wes Orshawski, who's one of the directors, and... Greg Oliver. Greg Oliver. This is at 116 minutes. I mean, everyone that's everyone is in this documentary. Duff McKagan, Ozzy Osbourne, James Hetfield, Lars Ulrich, Slash, Robert Trujillo, Kirk Hammett, Nikki Six, David uh, Elphacine, El- uh, Scott Ian, Dave Vanayan, Captain Sensible, Peter Cook, Marky Ramone, Nick Turner, and Dave Brock, um, who was in Hawkwind with uh, Lemmy, as well as Dave Grohl and Billy Bob Thornton. The film reveals that Lemmy spends much of his life either on tour with Motorhead or hanging out at the Rainbow Bar and Grill in Los Angeles, with well-known musicians such as Nikki Six joking that they all bump into Lemmy every single time they go to the Rainbow. Lemmy is shown living alone in a small rent-controlled apartment, which he refuses to give up due to its cheap rent relative to other places in Los Angeles and its close proximity to the Rainbow. He reveals he is never married and close to his son Paul, a guitarist who occasionally joins him stage the film includes uh, footage show shot in countries such as the united states united kingdom germany finland norway sweden denmark and russia footage was shot over three years on a combination of 16 millimeter film and hd video oh this is i recommend this to everybody to get, you want to really get into the man okay Motorhead, we play rock and roll. Can't do it like Lemmy. Lemmy, Lemmy really had a distinctive voice, distinctive singing voice, speaking voice, and a way of playing the bass. Now, this documentary. Let's see, um, because I I always try to turn the audience on. Well, more ways than one. Turn them on to things that they haven't seen before. You know, this is not about reviewing things. This is about saying, hey, I really like this documentary. I want you to try it out. I mean, sure, it's going to it's gonna leave you, you know, a little wet in certain aspects. Uh, it is available digitally and physically. Um, it's also on YouTube if, if, for free if you want to watch it. You know what I mean? But I encourage you, though, if you're going to download it, to purchase it at least. So, Ian Lemmy Fraser, Kilmeister. Am I saying his name right? Metal, metal guy would know. Metal guy would be like, you better get it right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, he he understands. We we both we both talk about our love for Lemmy. Lemmy was just. I mean, there's nobody else like him. Ian Fraser Kilmeister, born December 24th, 1945, died December 28th, 2015. Singer, musician, songwriter, bass. 
I love how they have the genres he played. Heavy metal, speed metal, rock and roll, hard rock, space rock. Oh, yeah. But hey, if you'd like to gamble, gamble. I'll tell you I'm your man. You win some, you lose some. It's all the same to me. The ace of spades. I can't say it like he can. <sighs> Happy birthday, Lemmy. A true original. The true authenticity for a motherfucking long time. There's nobody else like him. Passion. Authenticity. And it wasn't mall rats. It was the movie Airheads. That proclaimed him as God. Jan, guys. Hey, Jan, let me in. Keep an eye on Jan. Hey, guys, Jan, let me in. Who are you? Chris Moore, Capitol Records, A&R. Come on, let me in. I told you, man, things are going our way. Take a few steps back from the door. You tossed me some ID. Hey, hey. Hey man, so how'd you find this? The cops told me you guys are looking for a record contract. There's something going on here. We gotta take immediate advantage of, guys. Yeah, Come on, yeah. let's talk, huh? Yeah, what's that? What's that? Will you look? This is hot. You guys are the hottest thing since Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Marky Mark, man, that guy sucks. Okay, forget Marky Mark. There's magic out here, guys. Let's talk contracts. I promise you, someday we're gonna be backstage at the forum laughing about this. All right, let me ask you a question. What side are you taking the big David Lee Roth Van Halen split? What do you mean? What kind of question is that? What side did you take, Halen or Roth? Van Halen. He's a cop. Oh, come on, Strictly a judgment call. They sold a lot of records after Dave left the group. Come on, one more question. Hey, come on, Jess, one more. Right, 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 right. Who'd win in a wrestling match, Lemmy or God? Lemmy. God. Wrong, dickhead. Trick question. Lemmy is God. <laughs> Lemmy is God. Oh my goodness. Is Lemmy in Airheads? Let's see. I think he was. Is he? I don't think he is. Oh, he was in the audience. Yeah, but he is God. He is. And today is his birthday. Fucking yeah. I love this documentary. I wear my Motorhead shirts proudly. I used to run in people who would wear Ramon shirts and say, hey, I love the band. And they'd be like, they're a band? So those are what we call posers. And I don't think they're going to go home and listen to the Oh, they Ramones. They just think the shirt's cool. But with Motorhead, you, you have to find those shirts and you wear them with pride. I'll wear mine with pride, baby. Um, but Lemmy was a philosopher king, and really knew what he liked and knew what he didn't like. Here we go. I'm not ashamed of anything we've done yet, and I don't think selling your heart is one of the best things you can do. That's real prostitution. Jesus, I can't go on anymore. 
the site of Cliff Richard surrounded by all them girls. That's what it was. Cliff Richard on Old Boy on the TV. And before him, even Tony Steele. And they were all surrounded by all these chicks baying for their, like, you know, manhood, like. And I thought, that's the job for me. And I was right, it was. You know, you've got your record collection, and then in there somewhere is your Motorhead uh, Ace of Spades record, and it stands alone, yeah. You know, it's an attitude, isn't it? It's a statement. It's a way of life. You put Motorhead on the back of your jacket, or you put Motorhead on your T-shirt, and it says something about who you are and what your beliefs are and what your kind of view on life is. And that's, you know, that's an attitude. That's much more than a relationship between a band and its fans. It's a lifestyle. It's important stuff. I mean, it's absolutely strong, urban, powerful music that gets people up on a Saturday night and sends them out, you know, ready to face what comes next. And God knows we all need that. In my opinion at the time, I mean, obviously as a fan, I just thought they were the greatest band on the planet. You know, still do as it goes. The great thing about rock and roll in all its forms um, is the attitude. And if you got that down, if you're coming from a place of the heart where it's genuine and it's it's screaming of honesty, that's what sort of makes rock and roll special. Obviously, Motorhead was the kings of that. These guys were cool. You know, it's, at that time, there was big divisions between the punks and the metalheads and stuff like that. But Motorhead broke down all those barriers. And, you know, all the kids just thought Motorhead were the coolest. I'm not ashamed of anything we've done yet. Because having a career like this, in what is essentially an artistic medium and selling your ass, you know, for money, which is very easy to do, you know, I mean, but several people tried to make us do it. And I'm really not interested in it. If, if I have to die and be on my deathbed regretting decisions I made, I'm not interested in that, man. I want to die there com completely satisfied that I did the best I could, you know what I mean? And I don't think selling your heart is one of the best things you can do. That's real prostitution. And that is from Axis TV honoring Lemmy on his birthday. And Lemmy, Lemmy was authentic. He was authentically himself. And he said, you selling out, you that's true prostitution. And I love how he said that. He knew what he wanted and he knew what he didn't want. He didn't regret things that he had done. And he went, he died with that. He died with that in 2015. So, let me. Merry Metal Christmas and happy birthday. Rock and roll! We are Motorhead. We play rock and roll.